again. <laughs> Hello. This is Life's Middle Moments. I'm Bree. I'm 25. I live in Texas, and I'm the daughter half of this mother-daughter podcast. And hi, I'm Sheila. I am 50 years old. I'm living in Arkansas, and I am the mother half of this mother-daughter podcast. We just finished filming or recording our introduction episode, um, and we were really excited to get started. So we are starting our first episode, sharing a conversation about anxiety. So I think it would be interesting for us to share first. I think we all kind of know what anxiety is. So I think it'd be interesting to share first the way that anxiety manifests that's my dog, sorry, the way that anxiety manifests for each person, because there are some symptoms that both you and I didn't realize were stemming from some anxious thoughts. And, you know, I feel like when you talk to other people, their symptoms are much different. And I do want to make a disclaimer that neither of us have been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. So we're more talking about like thoughts of anxiousness or anxious thoughts or feelings. And you know, I think we both experienced like panic attacks, but we do not currently like see a doctor or are on medication. So we're not talking about any of that, just kind of like opening the door to accept anxious feelings and thoughts in whatever way that they show up in our lives. Yeah. And I think you're right. It, it happens uh, differently for different people. And um, I think as you grow older, and you're able to look back on some things that happened in either your childhood or teenage years, early adulthood. It's so interesting to me to be able to, now that I've gone through as much as I have, be able to identify some of the things early on that, you know, I realized were part of my um, anxiousness and um, just, um, at the time, you know, not not knowing exactly what was going on, it was um, it made things harder to go through. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, you know, just I remember specifically as a child, and and it's funny because you know even my mom still today will bring this up and how as a child one of the things that um, she always found interesting about me when I played. And if it was, if I was sitting down to play Barbie dolls or, you know, with, um, with my uh, little people and, and village of, uh, you know, grocery stores and things like that. But I always um, set myself in, in a circle and I would create a wall of books around me and no one could come inside my circle. And I didn't leave my circle the whole time that I played. And it was like an imaginary boundary that I created for myself or a bubble, I guess, if you would. And um, I, looking back on that, I realized a lot of that was like my own way of controlling what was happening as I played and Mm -hmm. almost like a protection barrier for myself. And um, because I did... um, you know, I did get anxious about things and I did worry about things. And um, I always, uh, looking back now, realize that a lot of it was because they were things outside of my control. So I felt helpless to it. Yeah. 
you know, I had, I had a great childhood. I had, you know, I had wonderful parents and um, I had nothing, you know, growing up and, um, you know, it was, I mean, I know my parents worked very hard and they, um, you know, they, um, you know, they raised three kids on a pretty meager income and, um, but they always, they, there was always love and happiness and, and joy in our house. And so it's interesting because there was never anything like that, that would have triggered anything for me. So um, I think it's just, uh, was something that was always inside of me and, you know, to just uh, have that out of control feeling sometimes. So um, just reflecting on that as we started talking about anxieties and and panic attacks and things like that, I would say now um, I remember those as a child, but as a child in the seventies, that wasn't something that was diagnosed or, uh, or talked about. And even as a young adult, you know, I, as I, you know, became um, a wife and a mom and uh, started having a career, that was still not something that people talked about. Um, You know, you didn't want people to think you were not strong or not able to endure things or face challenges. And, you know, you just didn't want to be um, that person who was, uh, found to be unstable or incapable. And so, um, you know, I went through a lot of things, you know, just um, through that time frame too, where you, I just didn't open up and share even with the closest people to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what I think, you know, in today, in today's world, and especially over this past year with the pandemic and as tragic as, as so much of that has been, um, some of the... Uh, upside that I've, that I've had come out of that have been uh, all the people who have been able to share on, on different social media platforms um, and, you know, talk shows and, and uh, different things that we're, we now have access to. And now we're all starting to open up and share and talk to each other and realize that uh, there's nothing, you know, it's not that there's uh, something wrong with us. It's that um, we uh, we deal with things differently. And, uh, so I think that that's been a real, a real upside for me to see. Yeah. I, I feel like you definitely grew up in the, the time of pull up your britches and rub some dirt on it and get back out there. And any, like anybody who's overly emotional, especially women were just cast off in in a nuisance and, you know, when you do have those feelings overcoming you, you, there's nothing you can do to stop it in that moment, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And um, that's even something like a conversation that I had with Jonathan when we were first getting serious because some of these things were starting to come up and I never really felt anxious until college. And, you know, before that, like nothing was happening. I was just kind of floating through life. And then it's like all of a sudden, one night I can remember the very first night that I ever had a like a panic attack and that was my first sign of anxiety ever and I had a speech due or like a presentation due the next day with a group and my group members were just being awful group members as they usually are and it was starting to stress me out and then Jonathan was at a soccer practice like coaching a practice and I hadn't heard from him so of course my mind just went straight to like oh my God, he's dead. Like I just 
totally went into this spiral. And I think it was a culmination of like the stress from the speech. I'm sorry if you can hear Jax. He decided that he wanted to join me in my lap <laughs> while I started talking. <laughs> but, um, it felt like just doom. Like that's the only word I can describe. Mm-hmm. It's just like imminent doom. And everybody was dead and like that's where mine started and they would just come out of nowhere and for like that whole next year I think it was like my junior year it would always hit me at night and so it was past the point where I could call someone it would be like 2 a.m and I would just wake up and think like something terrible had happened to my whole family and I would just like cry and there's nobody I could call, nothing I could do. And I didn't want to tell my roommates because they'd be like, you're so weird. Like, are you just homesick? (laughs) You know, you're 20 years old. What are you doing? And so I kind of ignored those. And then as the years have gone on, I've started to realize that things are like showing up and I'm like, what is this feeling? What am I doing right now? And I'm like, this must be like my anxious thoughts at work because I'll do like weird stuff. And my thing is I avoid everything when I start to get stressed about school or anything like I just avoid and Mm -hmm. I'll avoid my friends I'll avoid Jonathan like I just want to shut into a little hidey hole and not talk to anybody and not do anything and like I don't know I'll just have these like intrusive recurring thoughts like on a loop of it'll be like phrases of words on a loop in my brain like imminent doom death imminent doom, death. And it's like, I don't want to, you know, hurt myself or anything. I'm not thinking about that. But for some reason, these words are on a loop and they just make me like shut down or mm-hmm. I'll just randomly like start shaking and like, I'm I, like something bad's going to happen. You know, I just feel like something bad is going to happen. And it's not, <laughs> it's just like random. I don't know, but you don't want to tell people because they're like, you're fine, especially realists you know, who don't ever feel those things. And they're like, you're fine. Like, it's okay. Nothing's going to happen. And it's like, that doesn't help right. my feelings right now. And I don't know. That's always been hard. You don't want to be crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, one time I told my roommate Kaylee in college that I kept having this, like, I, I call it intrusive thoughts because I like can't stop thinking about them. But I kept having this thought and feeling of my finger, like, breaking on the road it's so (laughs) random and like I just kept picturing like if I got into a car accident my index Mm. finger was gonna like break and rub into the road and like I wanted to like cut my finger off because it just like it gave me the ick you know like the cringe and Mm -hmm. also at the same time I kept like getting this sensation of chewing chalk and she was like what and she like dies laughing and she's like that's so weird and I was like I don't know why but this feeling won't go away and it's like making me shiver and like I cannot get rid of it and now looking back like I think that was just some anxious thoughts building up Mm -hmm. from like my new job and just life at the time because once I got over that hurdle they went away and sometimes that finger feeling comes back (laughs) when I'm like (laughs) really stressed and it's so weird I think that's um I I think you're right you know it's funny how each of us process our minds process things differently and and like just you know listen to to what you were sharing just now makes me think about the fact that when I'm going through those things for me it's like um past and future failures 
that's all it mm-hmm. consumes my mind. It's like I I re I replay all of these different conversations or actions that have happened, or, you know, things that I've done, and I and I try I try to come up with scenarios that fix it or make it better or make me sound less stupid or whatever it is, you know, just, it's like, um, because in those moments, um, I'm going through it, but I'm trying to also maintain uh, a normalcy with whoever it is that I'm talking to or interacting with. And so then uh, it could be hours or sometimes it's even days later And I reprocess it and I think, no, I should have done this or I should have said it that way or, oh my goodness, I sure hope I didn't hurt their feelings by saying it the way I did or um, that's not what I meant. Maybe I should reach out. Maybe I should send them a text. Maybe I should just make sure we're okay. Should I call them? And then I think, oh, in the future, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. So tomorrow when I get to work, I'm going to do this or uh, next week when I see them, I'm going to say that. (laughs) And it just, it'll consume literally, you know, it can consume hours of my time and uh, Mm -hmm. energy. And, you know, I think it, it goes back to, um, you know, we, you and I both have a lot of um, uh, things about us that, uh, you know, traits about us that make us extroverted. And we love to talk and we love people and um, we, you know, we like interaction. But then I think when our anxieties jump in there and and come into play, we become very introverted. And you and I have Mm -hmm. talked a little bit about that, how I do the same thing where I don't want to see anybody today. I don't want to get up out of this chair today. (laughs) I just want to sit under this throw blanket and not think about anything today. That's just where I'm at, you know, and I think sometimes people can, can misinterpret that as I don't want to spend time with them or, or I've, you know, um, I'm not interested in, in things or, you know, I, um, I'm just having a really lazy day and, you know, things like that. But, but unfortunately, sometimes it's just deeper than that. And, and, but it's hard to, um, randomly just explain that to someone. Yeah. You know? Or it's like, they think you're confusing. You're so confusing. Like, are we friends or not? Do you, you <laughs> right. know, why are you being mean to me? <laughs> not, I haven't exactly had someone say, why are you being mean to me? But especially with Jonathan, like he'll random, who's my husband, by the way, but he'll randomly be like, what's wrong? Cause my mood will just flip and it's not my mood. It's like, I'm just feeling a lot mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Like we went out to dinner the other night to Buffalo Wild Wings and we were having such a great night. And then we get in the car, we're driving home. We were like joking, laughing all night. And it just hit me like total anxious thoughts. And like you, I was thinking about work, you know, things I had done at work and was like, oh my gosh, I need to talk to them tomorrow and make it better or whatever. And then I'm like, well, I can't do anything about it now. Cause my brain kind of wants to say, don't live in the past. You can't change it. And you shouldn't mm-hmm. start thinking about the future because you can't do anything about it right now. Try to be present, try to be present. But it's like, even if I can control my thoughts, that feeling in my chest sticks with me or more in like my stomach sticks mm-hmm. with me all night. I'm just like on edge. We're sitting down to watch TV and I'm not there. I can't mm-hmm. focus. And like, <clears throat> you know, I feel bad for him. Cause he's like, are like, if he asks, are you mad or like what happened? And I'm like, no, I like, I want to explain that I'm 
anxious for no reason, but there's no reason. And I know you're going to say like, it'll be okay. And like, you know, I just have to wait it out. You just have to wait it out. Let it go and try to just distract yourself as much as you can until Mm -hmm. it passes. And I'll clip it together. Okay. Yeah. So I think, you know, sometimes that's part of it is just, you know, going back and all of a sudden you're sitting there and uh, a, a situation that you were in or a person you were just talking to, or, you know, something that just recently happened, all of a sudden it's in your head and you're just replaying it. And, um, you, you know, you're trying to figure out, you want to let go of it. You want to move forward from it, but then it's so hard to do sometimes, <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's like, what do you do? You just have to process it. Yeah. So how <laughs> do you usually like process what you're going through. So a lot like of times when you recognize that it's anxiety and not like an actual life situation. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it helps me if I um, try to make myself busy, get my mind where it's, you know, focusing on something else. And, um, but the hardest part I think is at night when, when I'm getting ready to go to bed and I can be completely exhausted and, uh, you know, just have had what I felt like was just the longest day and I'm so ready for bed and I'm so tired. Mm. And the minute my head hits the pillow, there it is staring me in the face, all of these, uh, anxious thoughts and feelings. And so, um, a little trick that I, that I, um, ended up creating probably 20 years ago now, um, I focus on a really good memory in my life, which, you know, with, um, and and I know we'll, we'll get into deeper conversations later, but, you know, losing my dad at a young age, um, I will go back to a thought or a memory that I have with him and we'll just kind of start walking through that memory. And before I know it, I am fast asleep. (laughs) So that's what I have to do. I just have to take my mind away from the present and mm-hmm. I go back to a really great memory or thought and uh, I start focusing on it. And, and, and even, um, you know, like I said, that, that works great for me when I'm able to go, you know, when I'm struggling to go to sleep and then, um, you know, during my waking hours, um, it really is um, either getting myself absorbed into a TV show or a movie or a book or a, a, or a podcast or something that is going to um, fill my mind with other thoughts um, or get up and take a walk or go do the dishes or something. Yeah. But because I find, I find myself that if I, if I do um, allow those thoughts to continue um, it, is the longer they continue, the harder it is to get away from them. Right. So um, I have to, you know, I'm, you know, at my, at my age, I've been fortunate enough to be able to start recognizing a lot of things as they're coming on and refocus my, my, my mind yeah. onto other things. Yeah. So, so what I know, um, you know, some of the things that we've talked through with some of the things that you've dealt with um, what are some of the things that you do to, um, to just, you know, redirect yourself 
Yeah. Well, it's interesting when you, cause going to sleep, I think we all have that problem of just like going through spiraling thoughts and you go back on memories and I go to the future. So it's mm. just funny to me, like for some reason, memories to me are always sad not sad memories. Like Mm. I'll think of really happy times and then I'll mourn the fact that that time is over. So memories are sometimes like an off limits thing for me, which is why I think I have such a bad memory because I'm actually just like burying it because thinking being nostalgic makes me sad. And I don't know what that problem is, but Mm. with anxious thoughts, especially if it's like a problem that I know I'm going to have to deal with at work the next day, I will start thinking about my future. So right now we're looking for new homes. So like last night I kept thinking about school or work, you know, and then I was like, well, let me just picture our house. So I start picturing what I want our house to look like. And I'm kind of walking through the house and like decorating my living room. I'm like, Oh, it'd be great. And I'm just kind of building my dream home in my head Mm -hmm. and picturing Jonathan and me cooking in the kitchen. And then like, driving out of the driveway and going to work. And then I'm like, Ooh, you know, I wonder if I'll be at my job forever. Like, I wonder where I'll go next. Or I wonder if we're going to live in Texas forever. And, and it's, but it's good. It's not like out of a place of fear. It's like, what if we just all of a sudden move to California? And then I'm like, Ooh, I'm on the beach now. So, (laughs) and then eventually that made me like feeling good. And so then Mm -hmm. I feel way more calm because I've kind of like raised my energy out of a never-ending to-do list or like feeling anxious about how the conversation with that person is going to go the next day and then I'm like Mm -hmm. I'm chilling on the beach in my new house in Malibu (laughs) 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 and then um and sometimes that keeps me awake so then I'll have to play like a podcast or an audiobook or Mm. I'll listen to like a YouTube video of something super random that I have no connection to and I don't care to finish it and so it'll just play and then I'm out within like two minutes but if I don't yeah. pull myself out of those negative feelings then I will stay there and like no matter what I listen to or do it doesn't take it away but I think I have different levels of like anxious thoughts because mm-hmm. during the day if I'm anxious and avoidant which I think stems from stress and being productive I can tend to be like a sloth when it comes to getting things done Mm -hmm. sometimes except not lately but that's a different story but if I'm avoidant like I just try to recognize that and I'll kind of think about okay if I I'll just sit here for two hours I'm gonna like indulge in this Netflix series and do nothing and then when the two hours is up I'm gonna do one thing like let let me just do the easiest thing on my to-do list and call it a day and that usually helps me but if I'm feeling anxious and I'm like trying to just live my life you know and I'm like oh I'm, I want to do things I'm trying to finish my day but I can't get these off me <laughs> I'll like shake it out or like dance and so I'll just try to music <laughs> and I have to like move my body the whole time so I'm like doing my makeup and bouncing around and then like you like I'll go do my dishes and like I feel like I can kind of shake the bad vibes <laughs> off of my body and then I'm like okay like, I know you're hanging out there, but I at least don't feel you, like, on my back anymore. Right. And, you yeah. know, everyone says, yeah. like, writing things down helps you. And it sometimes it does. But do you ever feel also, like, writing it down is just too much? Like, I feel like it's going to stir up more stuff. Like, if I write it down, mm-hmm. it actualizes the thought. And then I am, like, faced with it. 
I don't know. Yeah. It's like that permanence part that sometimes like turns me away from journaling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used to, <clears throat> I definitely used to journal a lot more. And, you know, I've got notebooks full of poems and short stories. And, you know, that was my, that was my outlet um, was to, you know, go through something or to be feeling something and write it down. Mm -hmm. And, and it was very therapeutic for me. Um, but I do find, you know, in recent years, I'm not necessarily doing that as often, but what I do, um, what I do try to do is if it's something that, that it is hitting me in the moment that I'm feeling extremely emotional, uh, about something or empathetic about something that's happening in the world or with someone. Um, a lot of times I will, you know, pull up my notepad on my phone and I'll just write a little bit. And then I may go back to it four or five times, you know, to just kind of finish out that thought. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes it does, sometimes it does help me. And, um, but I think in this, I think one of the reasons I've probably stopped you know, writing so much is because now I do have so much access to, um, you know, be able to reach other people who are going through things too, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be, you know, one of the different social media platforms, but I can, um, you know, click on a story that someone else has written or, um, or listen to a video or um, watch a short reel of something. But, uh, but yeah, I, so I feel like that um, journaling is definitely a great option for people, especially if it's, um, uh, if, if journaling and getting it out that way mm -hmm. releases some of that, um, that tension or anxiety that you're going through at the, at the time. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely, I, I think, these are great perspectives. Um, you know, even, even just m your perspective being, um, similar, but different right. from mine. Um, it's really, it's really opening my eyes up to, uh, recognizing more that everyone does, uh, process and uh, decipher all of this differently. And that we all have, um, created our own mechanisms mm -hmm. in able to, you know, being able to get through all of these things yeah. and these feelings that we're going through. And uh, I think that just comes with really experiencing things. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I think, you know, we, we have a great support system. Um, you know, I'm, your dad is a great support system for me and, and Jonathan is for you. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, having, you know, having our family, um, uh, you know, having your brother close by and uh, having my mom close by and being able to just uh, go visit or um, pick up a phone or send a text, um, just having so many, um, so many different people just being able to reach out to friends, family, um, you know, having a having my daughter-in-law here that, uh, you know, we're able to talk through a lot of things that are going on, that the anxiousness that we're feeling, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, having the grandkids here. And I tell you, ultimately, that's one of the best ways 
uh, to release a lot of that uh, anxiety is just getting all of my energy wrapped up into what they have going on yeah. <laughs> and uh, releasing a lot of it that way. Right. Um, and I, I think a lot of that helps. And I think that that's it is just really focusing on the positives that, and the blessings that I do have in my life. And, um, you know, I've gone through some, some grave challenges in my life. I've had some very deep losses, uh, and, you know, people, um, you know, holes in my heart from where people once were. And, you know, I've, I've gone through a lot and dealt with a lot, but I also, um, on that same turn, I have to focus on the fact that I also still have a lot of, you know, beautiful people in my life. Right. And, um, you know, I have all these great blessings that I can't, I, I can't allow the, um, the other moments that, that I might not be feeling, um, so great. I can't let those be the, uh, to monopolize my time. Right. Uh, I, I know that I have to, uh, refocus myself yeah. and my energy and, put it back on you guys. And, and that, that's what, um, you know, that's the future that I look forward to are all the times that we're able to get together and we're able to talk and looking forward to our conversations and, uh, just trying to stay focused on that and, um, and, you know, just hurdle through all of those other, um, anxious moments in between, you know? Well, for me, since I have moved here, um, you know, luckily Jonathan had a really great group of friends when I first moved and they were very welcoming to me and that got me along really well. And, um, but even still like Jonathan's parents used to live here now they don't. And I, I don't know, like, I feel like I've had to find so much more comfort from within and just with myself because making I'm making friends here but it takes time to build those friendships and to be comfortable with each other and you don't always want to share everything and it's not necessary or Mm -hmm. like I'm I would say I'm way more introverted personally than I am extroverted even though like socially I'm extroverted but on a personal true level I'm more introverted so for me releasing that or kind of getting distracted I talk to myself a lot And I'm like, you know, any, every drive on my way to work, I'm giving myself a pep talk or Mm -hmm. like today's going to be so good. I'm setting the intention that it's going to be great. Or like, I literally talk to myself at like, if I have a problem and like, cause you know, our brains work through it and I don't exactly like to write it down. It's not quick enough also as like my brain can speak. And so I just talk to myself all day long and I'll be like, oh my gosh, why did I say that? Okay, but was it really that bad? What exactly did I say? And I'm speaking all of this out loud. And if I'm really feeling some type of way, I will like shout and sing. Like you should hear me in my house when Jonathan's not here. Well, sometimes when he is here (laughs) and I'll just like (laughs) randomly belt a song because I feel like I have this built up energy of like, I don't want to think about that right now. And then I'll be like, like, I don't even, I'm not even going to try to sing for you what I sing because it's terrible, but I will just like <laughs> shout and sing at my dogs and like, they'll look at me like I'm crazy, but I feel so much better afterward. And I think like, I'm glad that I have a good relationship with myself that I can talk to myself. And like, at the end of the day, we only truly trust ourselves anyway, you know, and, like we know mm-hmm. what's best for us. 
So I think especially for people who might be like me, who don't have that close family here or who don't have super, super close friends here. Like some of my closest friends still live in other States and you know, that helps me to kind of cope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's something that, you know, it, you, we definitely all need to be aware of that too. And, um, even just out in, in the world, you, you know, people that we come in contact with or maybe coworkers or um, friends or family. I mean, just, it's really, it is, it's recognizing that not everyone has someone that they can talk to and feel that, that level of, um, of comfort in sharing what they're going mm -hmm. through. And so that is such a good point to, to bring up. Because, um, like you said, oh my gosh, that's so profound. I love that. Um, you know, we really are the our our trust is really in ourselves because we know exactly how we're feeling in those moments, and we know exactly what our head and our mind is telling us, and and all the things we're going through, and all the things we're thinking, and um, and only only we know um, how to how to how to get through it and uh, sometimes we don't even know that sometimes we're even out of control of that and I think that you're right it's so hard sometimes you know to even approach the conversation with someone else or to um to even want to open up and share mm -hmm. um sometimes it'll just you know it just comes across as frustration right. or on something that's happened. Yeah. Or sometimes I have not fully processed what I even need from other people like I'm kind of in this like mm -hmm. scrambled mess in my head of like, I know there's a problem here, but I'm like still searching for the root of that problem. So I don't like approaching people because they, they tend to give you advice, which is, you know, like what they're supposed to do. But then you're like, well, that's not really it. Like, that's not what I mean. And, and then I leave the conversation thinking like, well, I wasn't that, that wasn't even the point because I haven't really worked through it to seek advice. So yeah. if I'm having these conversations with myself first, I kind of like dig down to what's really bothering me. And then I'm ready to go ask mm -hmm. other people what they think or to just get their opinion. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we're going to do what makes us what's like the best for us. So getting advice is helpful because we're able to see different perspectives. But I think it's important to have that conversation with ourselves of what's really going to benefit us out of the five pieces of advice that we got what's best for us mm -hmm. you know we're not living their lives and they're not living our life but we do need sound yeah. boards or you know sounding boards and friends who have our best interest mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely it's definitely good to develop those relationships with people you know that you can uh, you can build a trust with to be able to share and you know like you said sometimes it's not um it's not the fact that, um, that there's, you know, dishes in the sink again, that you, oh, I've got to wash these out and I was just getting ready to go to bed or, you know, it, it's like, it's a buildup of what happened before because there are nights that, oh, there's still dishes in the sink and that's okay. I'm tired. I'm going to bed, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's not a big thing. So it's like, you know, for me, sometimes it's trying to figure out why did something, you know, because sometimes it is, it does seem like it's something so small and it gets me so like, so upset or so emotional mm -hmm. about it. 
And it's like, why did this time, why did it, right. do, why did it do that to me when the other time it didn't? Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's like really trying to understand those things and, um, you know, and, and the older I get and the, and the more, um, the more coping mechanisms that I have created for myself and found for myself, it definitely gets easier and better to be able to, um, to walk through life and have less and less amounts of those uh, times and emotions and um, to be able to um, process it a mm-hmm. lot quicker and get through it a lot quicker. And um, I think that's part of it though, is just identifying the fact that it's not really about this. It's probably about the, the 10 conversations that I had today or the, or the 10 emails I sent today or the 10 times people cut me off in traffic yeah, it's that today icing or whatever it is, effect, you know, that has <laughs> yes. just built. And yeah, definitely. I think it's important to like, when you start recognizing your feelings around situations and people and then setting boundaries for people and places mm-hmm. and being open about that. And I think like we were talking about, people think we're, rude or confusing if we all of a sudden like don't want to hang out with them or don't want to answer the phone or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like if we could just have those conversations and it was accepted that like I-, I need boundaries this is starting to affect me and you know I want to maintain mm-hmm. this relationship but not in this way or not right now because it's not it's not a forever thing like feelings are fleeting and so you know, if it's not a deeper problem. So I think it's like, I'm being understanding with your friends or family that I, when I am feeling this, I'm going to tell you because I'm not ready for, for any of this. Ask me tomorrow Mm -hmm. when I'm feeling normal or back on track, you know? And, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it can be weird to say that. We talk so much about, yeah, I mean, you're right. We talk so much, you know, uh, out in the, I mean, the world, um, you know, the world talks so much about this, everything you see and hear so much anymore is self care. Mm -hmm. And it's but how hard is that to actually put into action to have your own self care. And you know, they're just, you know, for me, it just becomes these overwhelming feelings of guilt, if I feel like I've got to take care of myself. And I've got to give my, uh, I've got to give myself this uh, time away from everyone Mm -hmm. and everything for right now. But, but then I I feel guilty about it at the same time. So then there's just this huge conflict going on inside of me. And um, that's, that's one of the hardest things to do is to just say, I need these, I need this hour or I need this day and really commit to it and be okay with, you have to be okay with it. You have to accept the fact that it's not going to be aligned with everyone else's agenda but you have to do it for and, yourself and uh, it's tough. yeah it's tough well, and if do. the people that you're trying to to place boundaries with don't accept that then that's a good indicator of like they're not they're always going to kind of be toxic for you at least for your like self growth and you like you can't be healthy fully if they don't accept your need for those things like I have a really great friend who I did have this conversation with recently where I told her, I like, I am personally going through things. It's not, it's like the, it's not you, it's me thing, but it truly is. Like I am not emotionally stable enough right now to like be a, 
or to like discuss this or to constantly discuss this right now like it's starting to bleed over onto me and so like I just need that boundary of and I like I've mentioned this to you before we have to start normalizing asking people if it's okay to start venting before we just unleash on them because if I'm already feeling anxious that day Mm -hmm. like you said that icing on the cake somebody bursts into your room and or your office and just starts letting it out and it's like it it affects you and you're not in the headspace to be a Mm -hmm. friend to them and that's not good for either of you I think that can build like resentment Mm -hmm. and just like you know you might say things that you don't mean and thankfully she was very Mm -hmm. understanding and that's how I know she's a true friend and we she knows that when I'm emotionally stable enough I'll let her know and then we can like revisit this conversation and like Mm -hmm. that just that means a lot to me Mm -hmm. yeah you're you're so right and it you know it even it even is holds true with your spouse or your partner uh your best friend your parents you know your kids it really it it's it holds true to everyone because um you know so many times um the you know the person closest to you which in in my case is your dad (laughs) you know is um they get they get the the blunt of that frustration mm-hmm. or those those emotions that happen immediately, and they're just tootling along having a great day, and and it, and the sad thing is sometimes that even fuels the fire even right. more with why are you just tootling along having a great <laughs> Don't day? Don't you see I'm you in know? an existential crisis? <laughs> yeah. Why are you acting out? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Come on now, can't you read me? Can't you yeah. read my face? <laughs> you know. And, and then that is, but that's the worst feeling ever when I just completely unload Mm -hmm. and he doesn't know where it came from or what's going on. And then I feel so much better. And he's like, what the heck just happened? Yes. (laughs) So that is such a great point to remember, like, just because we're feeling a certain way and, you know, me and your dad have been married you know, 30 plus years. So, you know, you think after, oh my gosh, after 30 years, don't you know that when, when I look at you this certain way, or when right. I, you know, when I'm, when I'm feeling this, can't you feel it? Doesn't it, isn't it projecting? Uh, no, it's mm-hmm. not. <laughs> and it's, you know, I have to reel myself back in and realize, oh, that's right. You're not right. in my head yeah. right now. And I can't just, I can't just walk into your day. That's going great. And just, you know, and it also has to be, you know, the um, it, just the opposite of that, too, is, you know, trying to pick up and recognize things as I can see, you know, he's yes. going through and trying to be, you know, make sure that um, I'm in a good space, too, to be his sounding board and his support yeah. system at the same time, you know, but also uh, be able to let him know, hey, I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know what you're going through, but um, I'm here. Let's talk through it, yeah. you know. Um, but I think we, you know, I know for me personally, and that has been, you know, uh, like I said, just reflecting back and recognizing that the the times and, and the moments in my childhood and my teenage years and, and on, um, that I did that. I was that person that just, you know, just exploded. 
and no out of left field for some people because they didn't even know uh, the buildup was happening right. inside of me at the time. So, uh, so that's a really good, really good point to, to bring up that we try to be more cognizant of how we're affecting other people with our yeah. stuff too and make sure that it, and, and it comes if, if we make sure that the person that we are going to be um, that we are going to be talking through those things with if like you said if they're on the same page with us um, it sure makes it a lot easier you yeah. know whether it be that you know as co-workers we're both venting about the same thing that's great that's great partnership yeah to have. you know that's that's awesome but, um, and then same thing as, you know, with partners and spouses and family and friends, if we're all in that same place in that same moment, that's, that's so great yeah. to have. Um, but if we're not, don't take it personally, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, if they're, if they're not ready to feel that way in that yeah. moment. <laughs> I heard this TikTok this morning that, um, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was the way people treat you has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them because we mm. don't know what's going on in each other's lives, but we can project our own frustrations. We'll project whatever is happening in our life onto somebody else, whether it's a reaction to them, like we're talking about blowing up on them or any negative mm-hmm. or even positive feelings. And so we like, if we take everything personally, we will never be happy. So I'm, I tried to mm-hmm. detach a lot of times too. If, if I burst in and start venting about something and I can tell the other person is annoyed with me. So I, you know, make my leave and then I'm like, Oh, I'm so dumb. Why did I do that? And I hate it. And then I try to separate myself and be like, okay, that had nothing to do with me. It was just bad timing. Like, you know, I I'm still allowed to feel these things. It just was not the right time to share that (laughs) with them. Oh yeah. And sometimes that same person will come back to you later and say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was right in the middle of something, but I'm really interested yes. in what, what's going on. Yeah. What happened? You know, so I think that you're right. It's not taking it so personally, which is a hard, mm-hmm. hard thing to do. But um, one that I have to remind myself of daily. Um, don't yeah. take it personally. It's, yeah. Everyone is going through different things at the same yeah. time. <laughs> and I, I'm just excited to know that not everybody has like normal thoughts all the time. And like, because sometimes even Mm -hmm. with Jonathan, like he can be so it's, it's weird being around him so much because I've never seen him anxious about something or like feel those things. He literally just goes about his Mm -hmm. day and like everything that he just deals with everything. Like he is so level-headed and he barely gets stressed even with work, like he just does what he needs to do. And to me, I'm like, he's like a unicorn because I'm like, how I'm Mm -hmm. struggling over here and like constant thoughts Mm -hmm. in my head all day, like on a hamster wheel. And so it's nice to know that other people are like kind of on the same roller coaster with overthink. Maybe it's a female thing. I'm not sure. I'd love to like know science behind that. Yeah. I would Really, I would, I'm I'm with you. I would like to, too. You know, I think about that, too, with your dad. And I, you know, I see him be so productive. Mm -hmm. And like you said, just so level headed and so um, like, so almost like Mm -hmm. methodical and his planning and his, um, you know, everything that that he has, you know, going for the day or what. And I feel like I, 
you know, I'm like, well, then why are there so many times I feel I'm just so out of mm-hmm. sorts and I don't know exactly what I'm going right. to be doing next or how I'm going to react to something or how my day's going to go or my weekend's going to go. And, and, um, yeah, it, it would be very interesting to know, like, does it have anything to do with our chemical or hormonal makeup of what's going on and, and happening? But it definitely makes me feel better, you know, just talking, talking through things with you and, and other people and, uh, you know, other women and feeling I'm not alone. Oh my goodness. So all these times that I was too afraid to say anything because I, I didn't want to, you know, feel, uh, strange or (laughs) ostracized or anything. And it's like, oh my goodness, someone else is going through something so similar. And, um, it helped me so much just to know that, just to know that alone, just to, oh, we're not alone. This isn't, you're not, this isn't the first time that this feeling Mm -hmm. has been felt. Yeah. You're not the first and and you're not the last. That that helps, you know, that validation is nice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then just understanding there, oh, there are things to be able to, um, you know, other outlets and means to get through this and, and, you know, to, um, you know, as, as we've said, or I've said so many times in, you know, throughout the time that you were growing up, everything, you know, is this too Mm -hmm. shall pass. And that's really what we would have to, you know, what we have to focus on. Remember, this is a moment in time in your life and this too shall pass. And we don't, we don't always know if it's for the better or the worse, but we know that every day is a new day and always look for that new sunrise and know that um, the more we learn about ourselves and we do open up and we're able to talk to other people and really see that we're not alone in this, um, you know, that, that just brings us more hope for the future for the next day. Totally agree. Wow. That was a really great chat about anxiety. (laughs) It was, it was. And I do feel like I, I feel better already this morning. And I know, and I feel day. like we have this same conversation often because these feelings are happening, you know, always and mm-hmm. each time it just, it does its job, it, you know, it gets it out, I feel mm-hmm. a little bit more refreshed and, and more level-headed to handle it, knowing, like recognizing it's just a feeling and we kind of find our own way to self-regulate and then it passes. And also recognizing Mm -hmm. if it doesn't pass, that's a more serious issue that, you know, we should leave to the professionals. But for now, you and I are great therapists for each other. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I think you're right. I think knowing that those feelings are going to continue to happen and we don't know what outside forces are going to come into our Mm -hmm. lives every day on a daily basis you know, in, in all capacities. And like you said, uh, learning to recognize when enough is enough and it needs to take us to the other, uh, to the next level of uh, help in, in the process as well too. So, um, definitely something that, you know, 
with having family members and friends that have gone through uh, so many things and, and have dealt with so many things and seeing, um, you know, uh, uh, natural coping mechanisms as well as medical coping mechanisms uh, that have helped and help allow them to, um, sur- you know, like thrive through it and flourish and, and understand what's going on. So definitely, um, I think that's it is identifying what mm-hmm. is going to work best for you, you know, for each person. Because yeah. each person and trying to figure different. out preventative measures like we talked about with boundaries or situations or if you know like work is going to be stressful at trying to kind of prevent those from happening if it's possible sometimes I can kind of feel when I'm like entering a situation that is going to stress me out and if you're able to like leave Mm -hmm. or do something that helps too and knowing that you are not obligated to do everything and anything yes definitely right um well I'm so glad we could record this and um I'm excited for our next conversation, whatever it may be. Yeah, me too. Me too. This is, this is, as always, it's always great to be able to talk to you and talk through things. And it's, it's so interesting and, and it's actually um, something I look forward to because we really, uh, more things develop through our conversations than I even than I even realize are going to, and it, and it always brings yeah. another perspective to me and makes me con- t- continuously think about other things, uh, from a different mm-hmm. angle. And I love that. Same. Perspective is one of my favorite words because it just, it's like all encompassing of life, you know, you're looking at things through different lenses yeah. or getting new views. It's just exciting and, you know, thought provoking. Mm-hmm. So I completely agree. Well, until next time, um, I will talk to you later, I guess. All right. Well, you guys take care and be safe. Tell dad I said hello. I will definitely tell Jonathan hello as well. We love you too. We love you guys. All right. right. We'll talk soon.